All right, well, we can get into it. You ready to talk about 12? 12, 12, 12. Welcome to the Plan Podcast. This podcast has quickly become the number one podcast focused on emerging industrial thin client technology and manufacturing visualization. My name is Brian. The plan is brought to you by Thin Manager Software, the global leader in thin client management and industrial mobility solutions. Thin Manager is a Rockwell automation technology. We've taken a little time off from the plan. Time to end our fiscal year, get past automation fair, and time to focus on a couple of other projects that need to get wrapped up. But we're back, our third year of podcast, our season three, if you will, and we're ready to get the shows going again. 2020, it's almost over, and it's been a year like no other. Before we close the door on this crazy year, we're, we just released Thin Manager version 12. We're very excited about this, and the entire Thin Manager team is, is pumped to get talking about this. So today, uh, like with other major releases, I'm joined by Nick Putman, the global product manager for Thin Manager. Nick is the man when it comes to what's happening with Thin Manager. Nick's ready to answer my questions about version 12 and, and why all of us should be excited for this next major version of Thin Manager. Well, Nick, welcome back. Um, you're no stranger now. You've been on the show several times. Thanks, as always, for agreeing to come on and, and letting us just talk to you a little bit about Then Manager. You bet, Brian. Happy holidays to you and your family. Yeah, this is uh, the the last one of the year. We've actually taken a little bit of a break uh, with everything going on, automation fair at home and and all that. We, we actually haven't done a podcast in a couple months, but we're Trying to get one more out for the end of the year. And of course, this one is all about the manager version 12, which uh, I think everybody's excited about. Yeah, I am. I am as well. And happy to be here and talking about it. So. Happy to get it out. I'm yeah, sure. It's been absolutely. A, a absolutely. I mean, maybe yep. not a, a long time coming, but it's it's been in the works for a little while. It has. Um, absolutely. So, uh, you know, I, I guess we can just kind of dive into it. One of the the features that we've been talking about for for a while and and everybody's kind of i mean buzzing about if you will is one of the biggest new features for the manager version 12 is the web browser display client and so to get started i was hoping you could just tell us a little bit about what the display client is and and why what makes it so exciting you absolutely so i think the web browser display client which kind of originally started as we need to deliver a native web browser with Thin Manager in the firmware to allow our customers to deliver those web-based applications. And it really kind of evolved from there, right? We took a step back, we sat down with the engineering team and they provided a ton of really good insight as to maybe where the industry may be headed and what we could do a little bit differently. So what this really evolved to was into Thin Manager implementing the Docker technology which allows us now to containerize that web browser application. So we're going to take that web browser and we're going to be able to deliver that content that you would typically use, you know, a standard remote desktop server. You would install the remote desktop services role, publish your web browser application, and deliver a session of that using a Windows account to the thin client. In today's architecture, we can just simply deliver that web-based application 
that's now containerized and managed by Thin Manager directly to that Thin client. So I don't have all of the additional overhead that I have to manage in that system. So it's it's really exciting from the ability to simplify our deployment and deliver those web-based applications that are becoming more and more commonplace in our industrial space today, Brian. Yeah, that, that's exactly. I mean, immediately what I was thinking is just the the reduction in authentication that that RDP session, um, just the you know simplicity, if you will, um, that's going to be I think make things faster and 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 easier. Honestly, absolutely. Yep, absolutely. Well, and I think adding you know the the container server, well, the Docker container server, and just containers in general for use in Thin Manager could be really significant for the platform. And I know it's been talked about you know leading up to this point. Um, you know, tell us a little bit about how that may play out moving forward with Thin Manager. Absolutely. So the the current implementation of of the web browser display client as we're calling it or docker container within Thin Manager relies on the container application to be hosted on a Windows server. So when we host that application on a Windows server, we're still using the resources of the server to deliver and, and uh, provide that web-based application visualization to the thin client. Um, however, mm -hmm. I don't need a Windows user. I don't have to have a dedicated Windows profile, Windows remote desktop services installed. Again, a lot of that management goes away. But the Docker technology that we've implemented under the hood really provides us the framework to start doing something really unique. And what that's going to be is going to be able to distribute where do I want that container to run. So again, in the, in the release that's available today, that container needs to run on a Windows server. In pretty short order, we're going to use one of our modules within Thin Manager that can be applied to our terminal profile or to our Thin client, if you'd like to think of it that way. Um, when we apply that module, we're going to then be able to decide, maybe I want that container to run on a Linux server. Maybe I want that container to run on the thin client itself, right? I may have hundreds uh, or if not more of these thin clients or end nodes, we can think of them as, in my infrastructure already, right? And each one of those has some available resources. Again, typically we're not including any, any local storage on those devices because we've never needed it, but there is compute and there is RAM, right? There's, there's processing mm -hmm. power on those devices and we can really start to take advantage of the processing power that we've already got, right? I don't have to go out and buy anything new. I've got thin clients already, but I'm just not using their full capabilities, right? So let's start taking advantage of the compute on those devices and push content, push that container itself to run on the thin client. So we're really distributing where our resources are within the facility, but still maintaining that centralized management component that Thin Manager was really founded on, right? So it's it's really exciting for what we're going to be able to do architecturally, our ability to scale and deliver content with with you know various different distributed compute models is going to be really, really exciting in the pretty near future. Yeah, that's that is actually really exciting. Now, from the, I mean, from the hardware standpoint, does this, I guess, have we seen any cutoff from from the hardware that can be used, or or is does it seem? I mean, I guess from a resource standpoint, as we're pushing these containers, you know, how how does that affect running Thin Manager from a hardware standpoint? Absolutely. So again, I think you know it's becoming obvious that on the server side, I may not. Be required to have as much or as many resources available but you know when i start thinking about my thin client hardware right what am i actually going to use 
I can use some of the, the pieces of hardware in our Rockwell portfolio as an example. Um, if I look at the, you know, the VersaView 6200, um, in a typical deployment today, let's say I was running one or two applications in a tiled mode, I'm likely using less than five or even less than 2% of the app actual resources available on that thin client, um, right? Unless I've got a, a very large number of graphically intensive applications, you know, I'm tiling, uh, you know, multiple, multiple applications on there, lots of VNC connections. It's very unlikely that I'm taxing my thin clients very heavy today. So when I start to think about pushing containers there, I should be able to push, you know, multiple or at least a, a good number of containers to that thin client that I've already got. If I knew that this thin client that I'm specking in the, you know, a future deployment of Thin Manager using our, our web browser uh, container and, and beyond, um, you know, maybe I would start to consider looking a little bit more closely at the the CPU and the RAM available on that thin client. One of the other really exciting things that we'll be able to do architecturally is actually have a, a dedicated thin or zero client act as a container server. So imagine that we push the firmware to a thin client such as we do today, but then we specify that thin client is now gonna become a container server. So I could go out and spec out a couple a little bit heavier, um, more computationally powerful thin clients that are gonna act as container servers. And then I could still have a couple really, really small, small footprint thin clients that I have across the uh, the architecture that would be able to get um, containers running on other thin clients, right? So you could really start to see how you can totally distribute that load and really, you know, it does absolutely play into your hardware considerations. Yeah, no, that'd be great. I mean, because you could you could even do you know multiple, absolutely, um, you know container servers or, or the the docker servers and and make those thin clients that way and and be able to leverage some of your smaller smaller clients you know those those single display clients and things like that to just kind of be that pass through to serve it up and and do it quickly and efficiently that, that's right so we're now talking about having content on a thin client that's being hosted on a different thin client and all of those different devices we just talked about don't need a Windows operating system that has to be managed by our teams, right? So we're we're really introducing something pretty special here. Yeah, yeah, that's wow, that's cool. Yeah, the kind of the, the possibilities are limitless. They are. That's right. So you know, when we get the question, "Do you have an architecture?" I do have one, but there's many, right? So we're yeah. no longer saying that it's a one size fits all approach. We're going to be really, really scalable and flexible with this deployment. Have Have any of the uh, the integrators doing I mean, obviously, this has been out for for only a couple of days, so there, I don't know if there's really anybody who's done any real deployments yet. But have we gotten any uh, questions out of the ordinary from any of our our integrators and partners when trying to to implement it? So I wouldn't say out of the ordinary, but I'd say one of the most common questions and the the most logical place that people go from this is they say, "Well, that's great. You have a Docker container technology, and you've got web-based applications, but..." What about my other applications? Can I containerize those? Well, so the answer today is that, you know, for today it is web-based only, but in, again, very short order, the next few months, we're gonna be releasing additional container images. So those container images will be capable of hosting other types of applications, not just web-based applications. Uh, you won't have to do a software install to take advantage of a new container image. Just like our firmware today, you'll be able to bring just that package into your platform um, and in the future, we plan to even allow you to customize your own containers. 
build your own custom applications that will be containerized and again, can be distributed across your architecture. Um, just as a, a kind of a heads up, Brian, I think some of the ones that we've got planned, you know, kind of the, the standard build ones, not the custom, but uh, the standard build uh, containers that we plan to, to release right now would include the, um, the Citrix browser, right? So that you can natively use the Citrix applications, browse to storefront and really eliminate some of the, um, the incompatibilities that we that we had previously with things like virtual screen and tiling when running our Citrix content. Yeah. It'll also kind of decouple, you know, the different version specifics between Thin Manager and Citrix because we'll be delivering it natively, right? So if you think about how you would connect to a normal Citrix application today from your desktop, it'll be the identical experience. You won't have anything different when you're using Thin Manager. Um, PDFs, um, different versions or flavors of web browsers, right? So maybe we want to have uh, Chrome, Firefox, you, know, you name it. Um, we also want to have one for PDFs for static images, so PDFs, or excuse me, JPEG images, MPEG, things like that, right? Yeah. All of those things can are, are pretty standard file formats. So those are the types of applications or container images that we'll provide. But again, we'll continue to... Uh, to give some guidance on how you can customize those for your own applications. And, and really at that point, the uh, it becomes kind of endless what your opportunity is. Yeah. All that without, you know, that, that windows session, right. Which absolutely. Uh, yeah. That's God, that's really cool. Well, okay. So obviously, you know, this, this web browser display client is the beginning of a lot and, um, and it, you know, makes sense that it's kind of the 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 feature or the premier feature of the manager version 12 but um you know moving on what what else is is in version 12 that's that's notable i know we've done a lot with with user experience in general we're always working on the wizards and, and just kind of loading as much in um what about like uh additional security features that we're rolling in the version 12 Absolutely. It, it, as you mentioned, we did a ton of work kind of under the hood with our, our security changing encryption mechanisms and things like that in the previous uh, version 11. Um, what we kind of focused on here was how do we tie out from the end user, the administrator of the system and security? How do those three play together? Right. And how do we enhance the experience for providing that granular approach to managing the security and the secure access of the applications within manager. So we've now allowed things like the registration of a badge to happen at a terminal. So you no longer have to go to your administrative uh, account holder, have them enroll yourself as a badge uh, tied to your own username, right? That's something that we can do at the thin client. Um, we've allowed some inherited permissions. Um, so as you add different layers of, of uh, users in the tree, you'll be able to implement different layers of access. Um, you know, we've added uh, pin authentication for, for locations as well as different devices. Previously, that was limited to, a, you know, a few specific uh, user interactions. Um, you know, so there, there's a lot of things that we've done along, along those lines. We've added, you know, search bars for the um, for search bars for the display clients as you're going through doing your configuration. Uh, we've logged ad additional administrative changes specifically around the Pixie server and any administrative changes made there, making sure that those get logged for some of our critical industries, right? So um, done things where we're exposing additional events and methods through our ActiveX. Some of those ActiveX events and methods now are actually gonna be native inside of USE. So as where previously you would have had to bring in the ActiveX object 
into your project in Factory Talk with USE, mm-hmm. you'll now be able to just actually select those natively right within the product. So kind of again, continued integration with the idea of of providing more granular control for our administrators while trying to continue to secure the uh, the environment overall. That's cool. Yeah, I, I think the ultimate goal is, you know, as as you move forward, just to have instead of somebody, you know, thinking why isn't that feature there, just you know, it is there, and and increasing that user experience. And I've really I've seen that through 10, 11, you know, now through twelve, that it just seems to get a little more and more uh, intuitive, if you will, when you expect something to be there. And that's right. Be there, I th- absolutely. I think that's really cool. Um, so, so the last thing, you know, before I let you go that, that I wanted to talk about is, um, is mobility is, um, you know, the, the, the device, uh, the mobile devices and, and kind of how they work with the manager. And, and you mentioned the dependent pin and I thought, I thought that was a cool feature for added security to say, okay, you need this additional pin to use one of these devices, whether it's before authentication or, you know, along with it to the user or anything like that. Um, what are some of the other releases as far as as what we're doing with some of the mobile apps or augmented reality notifications um all that kind of stuff that that goes along with adding smart mobility to thin manager yep absolutely good question what we've done with mobility for this release has really been primarily focused around trying to create a uniform experience for our operators Uh, as you know brian we've got applications for android for uh, ios devices for windows um, phones and tablets and they didn't always have a common feature set Uh, virtual screens would be a great example Um, you know if i wanted to build a virtual screen and have you know a few different dashboards kpis pulled from different applications and allow somebody to see that that looks great on my firmware booted terminal even WinTMC, but then I would move to one of my other applications and I'd have to re-engineer my solution because we didn't have a common experience. So we put a lot of effort into making sure that we've got a common feature set and a common experience across those mobile platforms to really make it simple for our customers to be able to switch hardware, you know, not have to standardize on one particular platform versus the other, right? You could have a mix of those. That also kind of allows some of our customers to take the, uh, the, the bring your own device model, right? As long as you've got secure uh, connectivity to the network and you're in some situations providing maybe read access only, you know, you can kind of do the bring your own device model and maybe not everybody has that same device, right? Um, in, in certain brewing applications, we've seen that be real prevalent as well as some others. So, um, you know, the primary goal or deliverable, I guess, for our, our recent release was really standardizing those mobile platforms. Uh, we do continue to uh, to work with uh, some of the different AR and wearable different uh, devices. Um, some nice partnerships with Rockwell recently have brought some other devices to the table. So that is something that we're continuing to uh, to put some focus and some efforts on. Um, and look for more on that to come, Brian. Very cool. Yeah. Have we seen as far as the wearables go, does it seem like it's it's picking up more? Um, you know, I know it, even looking back a few years ago, people love to see VR and AR in use conceptually, but I, I didn't see a lot of customers that I was talking to, you know, really putting them in place in production and it was more, you know, kind of uh, looking to the future, if you will. Are you seeing more and more people start to actually implement some of that stuff? 
I think we are. Um, I, I think we're seeing a lot more traction in the, in that space. And I think a lot of that has to do with the ability for people to actually implement the solution. Um, you know, as we've seen with Thin Manager and a lot of the other products that provide platforms uh, such as Emulate 3D that utilize the wearable devices, right? Without a, a platform that makes it, um, you know, somewhat intuitive to be able to develop those virtual environments, the, the effort involved can look like a mountain. In a, right, and a lot of times those mountains seemed too too large to overcome for some of our customers. But as some of the solutions um, continue to grow, continue to evolve, and continue to be able to take what you've already got developed and engineered, and and implement that, which again is one of the huge strengths of Thin Managers, are are uh, you know non-reliance of you to re-engineer your solution in order for it to be viable in a augmented reality type environment is really driving a lot of those solutions to to become usable um, you know as far as some of the use cases go we see people starting you know on the um, you know the administrative side on the maintenance side using it for training opportunities so we're starting to see that kind of use case be implemented at various different customers and that's really the first kind of step right to be actually to, to get to the point where we're actually using that type of technology in a production system for our operators. So I definitely think that there's a lot of progress in that space. Yeah, I've, I've always thought that, especially with virtual reality, that a training and a simulation is, it's, it's, it's made for it. You know, th those have always, in my mind, been something that could go hand in hand really easily. And, and I think maybe more with the augmented reality for actual production. So it's not quite as immersive, um, but that, I mean, that's just my opinion. No, oh, yeah, you're, you're, you're spot on. And we've seen a lot more conversation, I would say, this year than any other year in the past, right? I think the reality of having somebody travel to go get trained became not, not so much commonplace this year, right? With everybody trying to stay safe, a lot of our um, shelter-in-place, you know, initiatives and uh, throughout the pandemic, right? We, we've all learned how to adapt and how to continue to do our jobs in different ways, right? And yeah, the resilience sure. of people is amazing, but uh, we, we still need to look for, you know, some better solutions sometimes. And so where you may have said it was easier to put somebody on a plane and send them out for training, maybe this becomes the easier solution and the safer solution and one that, that helps keep everybody moving forward, but safe at the same time. So I think that's helped drive a lot of this type of conversation and will continue to moving forward. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, now it, it's probably easier to box up a, a set of VR goggles and send that preloaded, you know, ready to go with stuff than, uh, than to fly somebody in nowadays. Absolutely. For sure. um, well, it, you know, the mobility stuff seems exciting, especially as you talk about getting that, uh, you know, uniform experience across devices. I know one, one of the the features I, I guess, have always loved with the manager is being able to assign content to a user. And as that user moves from device to device to be able to give them, you know, this, the same experience, the same content displayed in the same way, to, regardless of which device they pick up, I think that's, that's ultimately the goal. And, it, and I'm glad we're moving that direction. Yeah, I'm glad to hear it. So, well, um, re really, honestly, that, that's all I have that I wanted to ask you. I did want to let our users know that we put on our YouTube channel a, a really just a video, a run through of of Thin Manager version twelve uh, with Nick. So you can see Nick on the video, just about five minutes long, just walking through some of the the new features that we're talking about as far as 
you know, the, the new web browser display client and, you know, custom hotkeys and, and just all the different stuff that we've worked into there. Maybe not all of it, but, you know, kind of a quick run through of some of that. If you haven't seen it, definitely go to our YouTube channel. Uh, you could just search Thin Manager on YouTube. Go check it out. It's a, a quick and very informative little video. Uh, Nick, thanks so much for coming on and joining us again and uh, just kind of sharing all the great work you do with Thin Manager and and letting Ryan, us uh, just badger you. As, no, absolutely. As always, welcome. Uh, happy to be here. Welcome to Engage anytime you'd like. So um, we'll talk soon. And if I don't speak to you before, have a great holidays and to you and your family. Hey, same to you. Thanks, Brian. If you like this episode, please click the subscribe button and subscribe to The Plan for a monthly discussion on emerging automation technologies. For more information on Thin Manager, please visit thinmanager.com from any of your devices. Another special thanks to Nick Putman for joining us today and talking a little bit about Thin Manager version 12. I'm your host, Brian Harned, and we look forward to talking to you next time on The Plan.